<laughs> Hi. Like, hey, this is Adam. <laughs> Do you know what your name is? <laughs> this is Thora. She has a short-term memory problem. It's sort of sad. This is Autism on Shift. We are talking to other autistic people about what we do for work. As long as we're not peeing our pants. Oh my god, <laughs> Thor, what are you doing over there? Today we are talking to Lashley. Lashley is an office specialist with a background in a lot of fun stuff. So we're going to have a really good time talking to her. Hi, Lashley. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Welcome to our show. Welcome. Thanks for being here with us. I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Oh, go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're darling. You're my darling. <laughs> I love it. And go on. <laughs> I just and wanted to see how far I could take it. <laughs> oh, that sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's start with your work. What is it that you are um, doing right now? And, um, and, okay. and yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a transition, right? So yeah, we're yeah, kinda... I'm transitioning. Um, so actually, let's start. Let's back up a little bit. Of what I'm transitioning from? Mm-hmm. Sure. Rewind. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Nice. So what I'm transitioning from was I was a child care provider for 18 years. Wow. And then I looked at my only child at the time and went, "Well, if I only get one of you, and I want to come home and be with you, so I switched to overnight baking. Yay! Multiple <laughs> hobbies." Nice. And then now I'm actually working and interning, really, as a financial services. I'm doing taxes and accounting and bookkeeping and all sorts of office type things. Sweet. So is, I have lots of background in different areas. Is that the and kind that's of, what kind of prompted to, me to move through. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, can, are you going to be able to do that kind of stuff from home or are you going to still have to? That's actually the beauty of it. Um, who I'm currently interning for is actually my grandfather. Oh, sweet. Um, do not take that to mean he is easy on me. He oh, believes in it. his business, and I am held to the business standard. Nice. Um, As so, it should yeah, be. He's got a lot of years in the business, and he demands that I hold up that standard, and I'm happy with that. But um, awesome. no, he's actually helping me transition into... Um, doing it work from home and possibly taking over the business myself. Oh, and cool. he does it work from home as well. Very good. Awesome. So it's already kind of pre-set up. I just have to finish getting my certifications and learning everything he knows, which is a lot. <laughs> so that'll only take, a, what, 40, 50 years? You'll be set. Yeah, something like that. He's, <laughs> he's seven, he turns 76 soon, and he still can outrun me. So I, nice. I got a lot to go with. Oh, so maybe 70 years. <laughs> He didn't do anything those first six years. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you like about it? What's fun and exciting? Um, Honestly, it's not exciting per se. (laughs) Because I I really like, like my favorite part is the fact that it's uh, immediate gratification. I can't remember the correct words for I'm sorry. But the fact that I file my paperwork and it's done. I open the next file. I do my work. I file my paperwork. It's done. done. Like continuously having that happy moment of ah, put away accomplishment. it's in its place it's accomplished but it's also put away and done and i don't yes. have to touch it again and it's neatly on its shelf that's my um, favorite can i come work with you <laughs> yeah I, I love that feeling of ah and no one's gonna touch it um, but no, actually for me it does it does get kind of fun because i see it as a brain game okay where awesome. okay i have this tax return i'm doing Hmm, they're self-employed and they are a partnership in this other business and they have their personal taxes. Let's see how much of a deduction I can get them. Nice. Where are the, where are the discounts they're missing? What, what what did they not put in last year that they've changed this year? 
what's the maximum amount of what I can help them with? That's sweet. Um, same thing with bookkeeping and stuff like that. How can I streamline this to where the other side has the easiest time keeping up with their finances? Very good. Working for small business owners, they don't have time. Yeah. They don't have the ability to do all of this stuff. And if they do, they don't have the time to do it. So I want to find the most efficient way to get it done. And that's kind of the fun part for me is, okay, how do I streamline this? How do I tweak it? What can I do today to make myself slightly faster, slightly more effective? Nice. Awesome. I get that. I definitely get that. I, <laughs> Aside from the work I'm assigned on my hourly job, I keep a spreadsheet so that I can track my time and see how effective and, and how fast how fast I'm getting basically and how much money I'm saving my boss. And I can, I can see how much money per, you know, uh, you know, per item that comes through, how much I can save him. Yep. Um, and yeah. And then the part two is it's marketing. Like you have a little bit of marketing in there cause you're a pre you're your own business. Um, so I'm learning, I already have a little bit of marketing. I'm actually working on a bachelor's degree in business management currently on top oh, wow. of everything else. Nice. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and part of it for me is the fun of, okay, how do I word this? How do I, convince you to come over to us how can i help you because i have an issue with sales if they're not honest i have a big honesty <laughs> issue so how can i be honest but also get the sales and things i want and improve my relationships with my clients yep pop those numbers in what did i yep, yep that's huge okay so okay let me ask you this you, you did say that your your it's your grandfather's business right mm -hmm. did he did you actually have to interview um, I did not have to interview per se. At least I didn't realize I was interviewing. And the sad part is this is actually typical. This has happened more than once. Okay. Um, I go to help someone. Yeah. Like when I was working as a school teacher and I went in and I was working as a priest in the preschool room in a Montessori classroom as an aide. Okay. And they needed an aide for the three to six room. So they just sent me over there to help that day. And then the next day. And then the next day, and apparently they asked me, and over the over a week of me going over there for a couple hours a day, they asked me all the same questions I would get asked in an interview and slowly just integrated me into the classroom. So I accidentally got hired. That's very interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then my grandfather did the same thing over the first week or two of me just filing paperwork and helping out. And I wasn't getting paid or anything. He just, his office only a bomb had gone off. I'm like, Papa, let me come help. I can file paperwork. I have 12 years of clerical experience. I, I think I know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so I go over there and I start filing paperwork and stuff. And he starts asking me, hey, what do you think of this problem here? And how would you handle this this over here? And what do you think of this new of this modern issue we're dealing with? And he would just keep asking me these interview type questions. And looking back, I see what he was doing. Yeah. But yeah, at the time, I was literally completely clueless. <laughs> now, that is funny because I, you know, and I wonder if it's it, clearly we, you know, we talked before we started, um, you know, hit and record. And it's it's clear that, uh, you know, you seem to be, you know, uh, I can't use my words today. Uh, I'm like, well-minded, you know, well-rounded well -rounded and, you know, you seem intelligent. And so it occurs to me that, you know, going over and just trying to be helpful, you know, somewhere along the line. You know, you're really good at what you do, whatever you do, I imagine. And someone says, hmm, you know, they start yeah. to wonder and like, uh, can can you stick around like for a long time? I've gotten multiple babysitting jobs that way. Like, like I said, that's how I got the upgrade from one classroom to another classroom at a school I was working at. That's how I got hired to intern with my grandfather. And what's really funny is I spent the first year telling him I don't want this job. 
I will not be taking over the family business. Oh, funny. No, this is not happening. Find a different successor. And his response was, you know, it'd be a really great job for work from home. And I hear you. It's a lot of, it's really difficult. And he basically just spent an entire year going along with me and yeah. realizing that I was slowly falling down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, all right, fine. What, what's the job? You got me. What do we do? <laughs> I love it. Looking at my looking at my cousins and my siblings, I'm like, eeny, meeny, me. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, now they can't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let, yeah, let's talk about your history in um, your special education and training. So, because I was looking at the outline as well, trying to, to kind of try, kind of help a little bit here. Thank you, I yeah. appreciate that. I'm helpful. Um, <laughs> Can you just take over? <laughs> we'll, the, we'll answer your questions. <laughs> Bethany, if that isn't the most autistic thing out there, I can be helpful. Yeah. I can be helpful. <laughs> I can be helpful. I know how to helpful. I, we, I, I don't really do anything else, but I can helpful. We actually um, set it up that way just uh, to make you feel good. Uh, yeah, that was the ticket. <laughs> Absolutely. I will I, I will co- totally pretend I'm going along with Thank that. Thank you. Totes, <laughs> man. Um, so with me, actually, with the special education and stuff, um, for baking, I was raised with a caretaker in the house and everything else. So okay. switching to that, as an, that interim job I had, I actually spent two months up in New York at Word of Life Bible Institute. Okay. And I was a baker there for the summer where I was making bread and cookies and everything else. And that really gave me the experience I needed to get a job at Walmart when I came home and do retail baking, which then turned into, gee, I hate retail. Oh, gee, yeah. I love teaching, which is funny for a homeschooled kid. Um, and so I went ahead and started working on getting my degree in early childhood education and working for schools and stuff. The other funny part that the Walmart job ties in is I became friends with someone in a different department whose wife worked at the local Montessori school. Nice. Which I just happened to have a bunch of certifications and things, or, you know, I, I was starting to, I was starting to build myself into being a Montessori teacher at the time. Wow. Didn't know much about it, but I liked the idea. And that's how I actually wound up working at a school was by networking with people at my job. <laughs> so I became friends with her and I started working at the school and stuff. And I have a degree. Um, it's a general AA with a couple extra specialized classes in education but I also have several certificates in doing um, special ed and uh, movement curriculum, different things for different kids. Uh-huh. Basically, I was a, and I was also a paraprofessional at another school um, a little while down the road. Wow. I was trying to find a school that fit with me and my family's lifestyle and then realized it doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so when I was a paraprofessional, I was kind of the problem solver. I would go into a classroom where we had a kid. Um, parents didn't want an IEP. They didn't want the child labeled. Okay. Okay. Your child has obvious learning disabilities. Yeah. We can't give them anything legally without a doctor's note telling us what we can do for them. Yeah. So how can we fix this problem in classrooms so that your child isn't falling further behind? Yeah. So what we would do is we would do things like um, one of my favorite tricks is if you think a child has dyslexia, you give them color pencils. Dyslexics naturally write in different colors for different subjects. Interesting. So if you give them a color pencil, they'll switch even during sentences sometimes, but those usually switch colors for different subjects and things like that. Huh. So it's kind of a, I'm not diagnosing you, yeah. but Hey, look, you actually managed to remember your math homework versus your English homework today. Nice. Awesome. Because it's color, because the color coding helps them to memorize facts because the writing and every, um, the phonics don't really hook into their mind properly. Yeah. 
We don't care that's about the, the labels as long out. as we have a, a solution that's going to help you. That's all that really matters. Exactly. Um, ADHD kids, I would have uh, stretchy bands like you exercise with. I have time to one chair, time to the other chair. Let them kick the band while they did their homework. Wait, did you say you tied them to the else. chair? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't tie them to the chair. I'd tie the stretchy band to the chair, and then they could take that chair to wherever they were going. But there were days I'm looking at them going, I, let's go outside because you have to run a lot. Or you're going to drive everyone else in this room insane. And I remember in being, high school, they let someone uh, actually run around the building a couple of times, uh, once a day. Yep. Actually, that was one of the things I found when I was working with the special edu- education children. So I was in that classroom as well, a lot. Uh, not just the regular classrooms, but I was actually paraprofessional for the special education classrooms there. Would be that my kids would go out in one of the courtyards and run up and down it three or four times every time they start to get unfocused. And then they'd come back in and they would focus really well Wow! because a lot of them had those issues yeah. or they're running in nature. So I know with us, you know, those of us who are on the autistic spectrum, it really helps ground us a little bit. If we can just go outside and touch a tree, yep. go outside and breathe some fresh air, kind of get that space. So depending on what, where they were with their own issues, would be whether they were running around screaming back and forth in this courtyard or sitting in a quiet corner touching trees. I didn't care. You had five minutes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of like where I, I, I do believe you need some sort of specialized information and in education to deal with special education children as far as being a tax preparer and things like that. It's called there's you can become an accountant, which requires a degree, Okay. which I'm not going to do. Um, or you can take an enrolled agent exam, which basically makes you a little mini IRS agent. You can do taxes and prepare them for people and stuff then. Okay. Bookkeeping. I've taken a couple of QuickBooks classes and stuff, but I've basically just been kind of taught how to do it most of my life. People needed help with something. So I learned a skill. Right on. And that's kind of how I feel about this sort of thing. I'm also doing um, medical billing for midwives. I'm currently in a class for that, actually. Interesting. Wow. You do yeah, it all. Um, I says me a financial office services business that I'm trying to build here. That's. A whole range of insanity right there. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's definitely something where you need to have those classes. Um, the medical billing, you have to take a class and you have to get certified. You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. But it's also for the safety of your clients. They need to know that you know what you're doing yeah. and to trust you. So I find that to be really important. No, that's wise to be able to see the difference. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I know you're usually the one barrel paying compliments to here. I know this is uh, this feels weird. It's just so easy to pay you compliments, darling. I mean, like I love your hair today. <laughs> but you didn't see it yesterday. Well, no. <laughs> do we do a daily hair check? No. Um, you know, I don't even see. Uh, I don't see my hair when I wake up and go to work. I don't know what I look like. Like that. <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah. Is that scary? <laughs> No, same um, as me. I don't think I did anything with my hair today. It's just what it looks like. Now, I will say the differences for me between working from home or doing this kind of working with my grandfather and stuff. And mm-hmm. the fact he does work from home. Yeah. Oh. That kind of brings in with the autism, autism and stuff. Obviously, I'm at home. It's not as bad of a deal versus working in an actual structured environment. Right. Okay. Um, noises have always been a really big trigger for me. And so as far as physically, I've always, um, every time I've ever been employed, I've had a safe word okay. with my employer. And I've always been upfront in my interviews. I've lost several jobs because of that. Interesting. Wow. Because okay. they're like, well, we can't accommodate you. 
Well, Ooh. I'm sorry you can't accommodate get, letting me walk out of the room for five minutes when I get overwhelmed. That's on you. Right? Um, I've yeah. also, we found a better candidate. Really? Because yep. I was the only one who interviewed. <laughs> um, so I've, I've, I've have dealt with some challenges there with previous jobs and things. And that's another reason why I want to do the work from home is because it is safer. Yeah. It yeah. can provide me the mental and physical stability to provide for my children. Yeah. Which for me, actually, and I'm going to throw this out there as well, um, is doubly important. My husband is a type one diabetic. Okay. Now, a lot of type, 40% of type one diabetics die by the age of 40. Oh, wow. Really? So he's 32. And we have managed so far. <laughs> um, we've been together 11, 12 years, a, a very long time now. Um, we've been married for six years. So for me, if anything were to happen to him or he, if he had to go on full disability or anything like that, I have to be able to be employable. Yeah. I can't, I have to find ways to work around my autism. I have to find ways to work on my ADHD. I have to be able to do this and it's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another reason why I want to do the work from home and everything so I can run my own business and we can be safe, so and to speak. With those interviews, yes. with the accommodations, were they talking about ADHD or with autism in general, do you think? Um, it was more that I would lay out what accommodations I needed. Got you. Okay. So I would say, I usually don't tell them I made ADHD because they immediately assume it's either something you grow out of or it's a hype word okay. or things like that. They don't really take it seriously. So yeah. I usually actually leave the ADHD out of most interviews. Um, and with the autism, I point out that, look, I am going to be, if it's really loud or if there's an intermittent noise say a timer goes off or something like that, it may take me longer to get accustomed to it. Sure. Or I may need to walk out of the room. I may need certain ways to handle that. Also, you can't sneak up on me. Yeah. Because I will hear your keys jangling and I will know where you are at all times. If that weirds you out, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, I had one coworker who was really weirded out by that once I got hired because I would always know where she was because she had a big key ring. <laughs> and I would always hear it jingling. And yeah. it kind of drove me insane, but it was also kind of comforting because I knew where she was. Yeah. Because <laughs> people sneaking up on me kind of bothers me too. I never, um, I, just because then they touch you. And please oh, please yeah. don't touch me without yeah. asking first. And yeah. again, working with children, that's not physically possible yeah, to ask right. of them. Don't touch me, So kid. I would usually have my back to a wall or something like that. So yeah. I would point out to the employer, I may be stepping back. I may be more hesitant in certain situations. Sure. I may not give my ideas out loud to the group. Um, when I was working at a certain preschool, they actually hauled me in for a write-up because I was wow. speaking too loudly. Okay. And the, some parents saw that as aggressive. Uh, and you know, for funny. me, it was, no, I can't control my volume well. Yeah. I, when I'm consciously thinking about it and really paying attention, I can. But it's hard for me to control my volume and my rate of speech. So I understand how that can come off. Absolutely. So I've had to point that out in interviews, too. Of Occasionally, I may sound a certain way. It's because I can't hear my internal, I can't hear my voice, my own voice very well. You it's know, just I'm, part of how it is. I'm not sure that I ever really consider too much of like you were talking about, like with the keys jangling and stuff and knowing where people are and her being weirded out, you know, those kinds of things. I, you know, I'm not sure I ever considered how other people react to what, you know, I just, I'm like, oh, I just get that you think I'm weird, but I never really considered why. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm just me. And if you have a problem with it, you can go eat a wiener. <laughs> I'll be honest. One of the reasons it actually started occurring to me of how other people would react to it is yeah. I had a student who okay. was three years old and diagnosed on the spectrum and a couple other issues. And at three, that that means you are, 
it's pretty obvious sure. what's causing you to be diagnosed that yeah. way. Um, very similar to me. Okay. Absolutely one of my heart's children. I love that child to death. And my main teacher asked me, what is wrong with that kid? Like, she was just having a moment where she could not get him figured out at all that day. She's like, what is up with him? What is wrong with him today? And my response was, I feel the exact same way. The wow. only reason I'm not acting like that child right now is because I lose my job. Yeah. Yeah. And she went, and I said, and because I know how that affects the people around me. And her response was, thank you. I said, you're not welcome. <laughs> you're not welcome that I'm having to bottle in everything because it was a really loud crazy day kids were running around everywhere it was a really hard day for those of us on spectrum yeah and we couldn't leave the room because it was raining outside really right. badly oh. so me and the other kids on because there were like three other kids in there that were kind of on spectrum as well um me and the t uh, three kids and we're all kind of sitting there in one of the corners trying desperately to find some sort of Sanity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something this, grounding. Just, I'm getting anxious yeah, it was just a thinking huge, about it. Oh. Overwhelming day. Like even now, I can feel my shoulders tensing in memory of it. Yes. Yeah. But she was like so surprised by that. You're not welcome. Yeah. But I think that's also another thing of being a woman and having autism or ADHD is we're bossy. We're not assertive. We're aggressive. It, it's not. They don't really give us many positive personality traits when, no. we, when no. we're too big, too loud, too much. We gotta come up with so, better ones because I, I, I hear it constantly, and it really is annoying. Because I've been with Thor 19 years, and I, you know, I know that's not what it is, but I hear those things all the time uh, from women, and you know, for you know, towards Thor oh, yeah. uh, towards over me. the years, and yeah. and and it, you know. At this point in our lives, I mean, I think we, you know, like we're just handling it. But I really do think that we, you know, through this, we got to come up with some of those good, positive, you know, ways of saying the same thing. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at, where I say, no, I'm not being aggressive. I may be speaking in a tone you find aggressive or that you are having an issue with. And that's really putting it back on them. And it's not a very polite way to put it back on them. So I wouldn't tell my boss that way. But I have spoken <laughs> to my coworkers that way going, yeah. well, I am not meaning for it to be this way. But if you are taking it that way, maybe we need to have a bigger talk. Right, and I think I think that's a very interesting. Uh, there's people don't speak the same language, you know. It's like when you speak that language, you're being um, uh, what's the what's that word? Um, assertive. Not assertive. No. Oh, uh, direct. No. Come on, man. Come on. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, you're 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 saying what there is to say. Being real. Yes. Authentic. Authentic. You're being authentic. And and that kind of language people don't seem to take very well, which is so interesting because uh, – but we have to be able to speak the same language. And it's like you're speaking two different languages. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's always an issue because we do the same thing. We say, you know, um, I'm sorry that happened to you, you know, instead of, you know, that instead sort of, of thing. Yeah, it's, Something it's, I found – that helps is um using I think it's called it's not called non-aggressive communication but that's what I was taught it as and okay. it's where you say instead of saying you know when you I don't like it when you play video games all night I feel lonely when you're playing video games all night yeah yeah you have to take responsibility for it and I found Huge. that while people are at first defensive and really put that shield up when you use those words they then turn around and are much more likely to listen to you in a professional environment yes. because you can say, I am trying to work. I, I need space for five minutes because I am currently feeling overwhelmed. I will be back in five minutes. And like I set alarms on my phone. They are always vibrate alarms. I have been teased on for by everyone I know 
on an almost daily basis because my phone will never ring. <laughs> I cannot take my phone ringing nine times out of ten. Uh, it disrupts my entire mode. Yep. Everything gets thrown off key. It drives me insane. But then it's on vibrate all the time. I can handle vibrate. So that's another way I kind of cope while I'm at work and things is to have that alarm set for tasks I need to get done or anything else. And I've done that since way back when I first started back in Walmart and everything else was making sure that if an audible alarm was going to go off, I might set a vibrate alarm for two minutes before it did so. So I would have that early warning to expect it to happen. Yes. I think I'm going to steal that. That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. It works really well for certain things. Like the, um, when I have to put my children down for naps and things like that, yeah. I have an alarm for me that's not audible. That reminds me to go make lunch. And I have an alarm for them that is audible that reminds them to eat it and go to bed. That's, that's fantastic, <laughs> honestly. And I think, uh, it, you know, I I have an alarm set for when I wake up. And whenever I'm looking through sounds for, like, some other alarm and that sound comes up, I instantly – and my, my anxiety goes through the roof when I hear that sound. I mean, it could be Saturday. You know, I'm not going to work and I hear that. Oh, it's awful. It's so like Pavlov's yeah, dog. I, I, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have to be very careful what alarms I set because I train myself to them. And if I hear yes. that one alarm, I do the same thing. I'm like, ah, it's time for – Yep. X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, no, turn that off. Turn that off now. Yep. <laughs> I am not putting up with this right now. But um, that's the way I've learned to cope, though, is by setting those alarms. And then I usually use, because my phone has little notes you can attach to the alarm. Yes. And before then, I had an app that would pop a little note up on my screen or my Google Calendar would do so. Yep. And that would, again, tell me what the alarm is for so that I could then do that task. Because yes. otherwise, I'd be looking going, what is this? We're doing Why is my phone making noise? I don't like noise. Why is it doing this? We're doing a lot more of uh, the calendar lately. And I think we're going to probably have to, because we have our calendars together, but we, we might have to separate them because we don't get the notifications. If Thor sets something, I don't get the notification. If I set something, she doesn't get the notification. So, but we need that notification to just that pop up, you know, like uh, visually, you know, without yeah. the sound, you know, so we might uh, have to separate just so we can have that. And mine are crazy. I have mindset. I need, I need 24 hours before it happens. Tell me. And then two hours before it happens, tell me. And then 30 minutes before it happens, tell me. And then sometimes it's like three days before. Remind me that in three days this is going to happen. And see, I'm different. So that's a that's a hard part because we need to be able to connect on the calendar together because our lives are very intertwined. But I don't need 13 reminders, but Thor <laughs> really does. So you know. <laughs> Actually, you can go into your individual settings and change it because my husband does not have the issues I do. Can you? So he does not appreciate the continuous reminders either. But yeah, there's a spot in, um, I'm pretty sure, in the Google settings for your calendar where you can set who gets which reminders and things. We were learning and a lot And what we actually have is our calendar has all of our bills on it, okay. how to pay them, and how much they are. Nice. So it sets me an alert of pay your bills and stuff because it's kind of an anxiety thing for me is to make sure where the money is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know and that's, like again, that. And that ties back into the needing to have control over my area and what I'm doing. And yeah. I know it's a very big autism trait, too, is I need to have control over what I can control. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. having that calendar there. And the thing, too, is if anything were to happen to me, my husband or if something were to happen to both of us, my children, whoever has them, will know. Yeah. This is the phone bill. This is how you pay the phone bill. This yeah. is how much it is. That's how we are. We I'm like that with uh, – we have to have a budget and uh, it, it's – I do. We do it like twice a month. We do one the budget at the beginning of the month, and then a couple weeks in, that's when we pay all the bills and, and update it and put all the receipts in and stuff like that. But I am uh, just, you know, 
once the budget is set and we have it in writing and we did it together, I feel great. And then about a week after, I start to get start to get anxious and anxious until we go if back he, in. If he gets snappy, I'm like, do we need to sit down and put the receipts in? Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I actually don't use receipts because having miscellaneous pieces of paper and clutter around drives me insane. Well, we have a file cabinet for that. <laughs> yeah, I love filing cabinets. Mine is usually hiding under baby clothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand. Um, but oh, yeah. Beyond that. that, no, it actually is just really stressful for me to have all those little pieces of paper floating around. Yeah. And again, part of my job is to take all those pieces of paper <laughs> and digitize them and put them away and make sure they, do- they don't ever come back. I like that. Um, so <laughs> what I do for us personally is it's a running budget I have mentally. And that's why we have the calendar. Is here's the bills that are already paid. If it's past the due date, you know it's been paid. If it's before the due date, you know it has not been paid. It yeah. will be paid exactly on its due date every time. Because See, I, I am like that. I had it in but my head. But I have head. the receipts for all the bills get emailed to him. And then I actually have, um, I check the bank account every morning. Uh, to okay. see the transaction records. There you go. And that's how I keep track of the money. But I actually, um, thanks to the ADHD, can run multiple tracks at a time. So every minute, every second of my day, I have the mental budget going. He could spend a dollar twenty-five, and I would know exactly how much money is in the account because I would deduct a dollar twenty-five mentally. See, that's how Adam used to be. But like, the longer he would do that, the more anxious he would get. And we finally figured out what it was: is that he had this this constant um, conversation about money going on in his head, and he could not get away from it. And I was just—I think it, this was forever ago before the kids were even yeah, born. We were like, you know, first what? couple of years. Let's, let's write it all down. <laughs> Seriously, get it out of your head and put it on paper. Yeah, and, and once. once was out of my head then i didn't have to do because you know i'm similar to you but i wouldn't i don't have to check every morning and you know do that calculation but once it's written down i know we don't really spend money outside of you know and if we go to spend something we look at our budget and said you know where do we take it from you know and so yeah it kind of i'll works be out. honest the only reason i have to check every morning is because i love my husband but him and the vending <laughs> machine are good friends <laughs> no it's actually partially because he's diabetic um it's a large part sure. of it is he'll yeah. need a snack or sure. his breakfast apparently was not quite enough carbs today because he spent a little bit his body just used more than he thought it would okay. or you know there's all, a thousand and one reasons where his health comes up and he's like i needed a snack bar i'm like that is fine Matter yep. of fact, the budget actually has a snack bar fund. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We love budget. The vending machine has its own part of the budget because I know these things are going to happen. And honestly, there's also a cushion built into the budget because I know that it's not going to <laughs> <laughs> It sounds very I familiar. Dearly, Why are you him, him, Don't point at me. Him and the vending machine are good friends some days. Um <laughs> And everyone it's, should it's buy things from price. vending machines. I think it's a very important uh, thing for everyone to do. <laughs> guess what Adam does for work? Huh? I said, guess what Adam does for work? Vending machines? Yeah. <laughs> I work for a vending company. I don't actually fill um, up vending machines right now, but uh, I did fill up vending machines for a very long time. So. Yeah. Well, the only vending machines I have a problem with are the ones that sell sandwiches and college cafeterias, because I'm always questioning whether I should ever actually touch those or not. Oh, uh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> which, 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 yeah. uh, but we... they were always slightly... Well, I went to a very rinky-dink college in the middle of nowhere, so uh, for me, it was always slightly... The dates are on it. service this, this week? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But... So I also have a partially eidetic memory for what I read. If I focus really hard, I can memorize things. Yes. What I then do is talk myself through questionnaires like that and 
build my responses to it nice. in my head. I can't do it out loud. When I, I say it out loud, it's gone. I have an identical yeah. memory for visual <laughs> I was things. I'm trying to do that. I'm glad I succeeded this time. Nice. You did well. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I well, and and I'm usually and, and I'm the same way as you. If I have a an intention to remember something, particularly if it's written words, I will absolutely remember it. I have an identical memory as well, but it's only for visual stuff. Like I can, I I don't have, I don't run vending machines. I have markets. So it kind of looks like a sheets or 7-Eleven or whatever inside of like mar- large manufacturing places. And so yeah. like I can actually look at the whole entire market. And if I didn't, if I did an inventory, uh, my manager can call me a couple hours later and say, Hey, you know, this, something looked wrong. You know, it says you have 200 of those. And I say, Nope, I had 23, you know, or whatever. And I can tell them exactly how many it was at the time. That actually has proven really um, in my favor with favor with accounting is because we'll have bank statements and sometimes people will print out multiple versions. Ah. So they'll also give you all the receipts and they'll give you the bank statement for the year that's like broken down, but they'll also give you the monthly. So you have three different versions of the same data. Oh no. So if I memorize a number for a particular month, like, wait, they spent $23 in December and it's another thing for $23 in December. Let's double check that real quick. I'll check yep. the transaction record or whatever. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, you only get one of those. Yep, doubled yeah. up. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. it's usually completely unintentional. They're just sending me sure. receipts. And they're like, here's everything financial I own. And I'm like. You figure it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I want to circle back around because with Adam's visual memory, uh, it's that puts like that gives him the same kind of thing like you were talking about earlier where people are kind of creeped out that you know where they are. Oh, yeah. Um, he does this thing, like, he knows when anything changes in the house. Oh, yeah. So he's like this, like, <laughs> unintentional detective. He's like, I know you ate such and such for breakfast, and you had blah, 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 blah. And he'll, like, outline my entire day simply by the visual things that have moved in the space. And it's not creepy to me, but I imagine most people would probably find it super creepy. Like, freaking stalker. Actually, part of that, too, is you ever get accused of lying because of it? I Not to my face, but I guarantee... Uh, people uh, constantly don't believe me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been accused of it to my face multiple times, even sometimes. How did that really happen? Because I have a really high visual acuity and also, I, again, memorizing my surroundings and stuff. So I'll be looking around the house or whatever, or I'll be outside. And I'll be like, yeah, there are 23 ducks. Wow. How'd you count them that fast? I memorized the picture. Yeah. yeah. So- yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and that's the thing. And- I, if, if there's like a photo taken and I see those photos... I can say, you know, exactly like people that are not in the photo. I can say where we were, what I, you know, what was going on, like people in the background, you know, yeah. what, what who people took were, the photo and what was on her shirt. Who was talking? I yeah, exactly. I called a know-it-all a lot too because um the same oh, yeah. teacher oh, who had an issue with the um child with uh, special needs and everything else turned around and kept losing her keys and she always lost her keys and she always lost them in the top five spots. So my brain memorized her top five spots. <laughs> so I could then walk around the room and find them every single time. Nice. Why aren't you a know-it-all? Yeah. No. No, I'm just I being just helpful. I just memorized your habits of behavior <laughs> because I'm around you eight hours a day. Yep. And the only thing I have to pay attention to is you. I've definitely gotten to that point where I mask things. I And I and I was thinking about this last night. I was I constantly pretend I'm dumb so I can fit in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not actually dumb. I just pretend, uh, I just play one on TV. You know, it's like, bec- same reason, same thing. I like that. I just play one on TV. I might use that. I'd be like, I'm not actually dumb. My character sheet's just written badly today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
All right, so so we're talking <laughs> about your future being uh, self-employed, right? Taking over the family business, um, doing your own thing. Do you see that um, growing? I mean, I guess you've mentioned it growing, right? Like you're talking about medical billing and some other things. Um, do you see that growing in terms of employees? Um, that's head of 50-50 right now. I probably will do what my grandfather did and wait for the perfect candidate to walk in. Okay. Um, and be helpful. The other thing with it, too, is I'm not sure how stable of a business it's going to be. Okay. Right now, the healthcare industry and financials and everything else in America is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, if everything were to switch to universal healthcare, would we still need medical billing? Would this oh. still be a thing? So that's kind of something where I need to see what happens with my personal business in the next five years and make more make more educated decisions then. Yeah, but that's smart. But would I like to see this? grow and maybe become something for other stay-at-home moms yes please um <laughs> stay-at-home dads too my husband actually stayed home with i'm sorry no no problem are you done <laughs> you got babies it happens we'll I, allow it <laughs> i know she wants to be a part of the conversation yeah she's just not very good at it um use your no, words honestly my <laughs> like, husband's like home the rest of us are for a year huh? what was that again i said like the rest of us are any good at it <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, my but yeah, he stayed home with my older daughter for a year. He was working um, evenings at Amazon okay. doing the warehouse work and everything. And I was working 13 hour days as a teacher. And so stayed home mom, stayed home dad. I would love this to be an option. Um, I actually have a friend who has cerebral palsy. And if she could stay home and do this kind of work, that would be a great option for her to get off of disability and be able to live and work on her own. Yeah. And that's what she wants. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, if I could make this business grow, yes, that would be absolutely amazing to be able to offer that opportunity to other people and really give them the ability to kind of take care of themselves. Good for you. I love that's, it. That's amazing. The right attitude. Thanks. Now, if that if if that comes to fruition um, and you do, you do end up hiring, how is your interview going to differ from the standard corporate interview? Well... I would probably do it um, via Zoom. All right. And I also don't really believe in the three interview process um, because of my ability to memorize and um, also the notations I take and everything else. I would probably stick to two interviews. Okay. As in interview one is I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Interview two is, hi, you got the job. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or I let's just make sure we're completely clear on whether you still want this job Here's the breakdown and everything else. Um, I know a lot of places don't discuss salary and they don't discuss benefits or anything else. As a mom and as a worker, especially someone with a disabled husband, as I mentioned earlier, or someone with a disability, he's not actually disabled. Thank you. To every little being in the universe on that. Um, <laughs> it's a long, hard road some days. Um, it definitely means that I would want to put those up front first. I agree. Those are important considerations. How much you're getting paid, what is expected of you, you wouldn't take a freelance writing job if you didn't know the subject or what the payout was going to be. Why right. should any other job be different? Exactly. So I know for me, my first interview <clears throat> with someone would be, this is the list of everything I need done. This is what we do with ourselves. How do you see yourself accomplishing those tasks? How you know, do you see yourself meeting? Does that meet your expectations as much as mine? Yeah. You know, the, you're you're very well thought out the way you think, and I think it, absolutely you'll be successful. You know, 
All right, Lashley, that is our time for today. But let's leave our audience with uh, a lasting impression. Honestly, I would say that it's a fake it till you make it a lot of the time. We're going to have to mask. We're going to have to fake it. We're going to have to do these things. But the one thing we need to really take into account is we are successful. We are standing here being successful, having kids, having families, having jobs, lives, and doing all these amazing things. And reach out to parents of autistic kids because a lot of them are standing here wondering if their kid's going to make it and go, hey, I'm here and I am making it. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much, Lashley. We appreciate your help and your time. That was fun. It was fun. If you want to have fun with us. Feel free to uh, drop us a line on our website, carveresumes.com. Go to the contact form, fill out your info, and tell us about your job. You don't have to go into detail. You could literally just say, I am a... Soda? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we want you on the show. Fill out the contact form and let us know. Thanks. Bye now. Bye.